0: Quarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, your relationships, your mental health, your money, everything. I'm John Deloney, joined by my good friend, best-selling author Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls on money and life, whatever you got going on, 888-825-5225. That's 888 825 Five two two five. Let's go out to Kelly in I was gonna say Louisville, but the Louisville wow, people came after me.
1: That would have been a g- a gem.
0: Yeah, so Kelly in Lowell, Kentucky. <laughs> what is up, Kelly? How are we doing?
2: Hi. So we've got some mother in law drama and we were hoping to get some good advice on what we should do.
0: Well, Bring it on. Got
2: the, you got the man of the hour. What's up? Okay. What have you done? So we have so when my husband was in college, his mom took out Parent Plus loans. And just for simplicity's sake, I'll make the e- the numbers even and easy to follow. She took about twenty five thousand dollars in Parent Plus loans. Um, come to find out, about twenty thousand of that was refunded. Um, so for example, if the student loan, or I'm sorry, if the student account was like fifteen hundred, she would take like a five thousand dollar loan and get a thirty five hundred dollar refund. And that happened multiple times throughout his time in college. And over the course of the four years, she had gotten about $20,000 in refunds. So fast forward to now, she wants us to pay back the original amount owed, which was twenty five, even though she was refunded over 20000 And the refunds were never put back towards the student loan. She just did whatever she did with them. What
0: does she say about that? Does she admit to that?
2: So, when we asked her at first, um, when my husband asked her at first about the refund, she said, well, I don't know what happened to that money. That was so long ago, I don't remember. Um, and then about maybe a week or two later, she went on the website where all the payments, like the Nelnet website, and said, well, if you want to know where that money went, over the last seven years, I've paid you know X amount of dollars in interest. So, that's where that money went. Oh, no But way. our argument... Yeah, so our argument is, because she has been making the loan payments since he graduated, so our argument was if she had taken those refunds and applied them back to the principal balance at the time, she would never have to pay that much interest, and it'd probably be paid off by now. So at this point, she wants the original amount repaid, even though out of that amount,
1: $20,000
2: was refunded.
1: So twenty five is what she's looking for twenty five thousand
2: that o- she wants. over four years Correct. so
0: she wants a hundred back.
2: No, no. So total. she wants. So it was twenty five thousand dollars total that she okay. took out for my husband in parent plus loans. But only and five thousand dollars went to
0: school expenses.
2: Well, yes. So the agreement always was that she that that he would pay it back when he was making enough money. Mm-hmm. So up until the COVID and everything hit and they paused loan payments. She was making the, the student loan payments. Well, he's recently just deployed, and so we're making all this good money. So she wanted us to pay back the loan, like now, like time now. And so at first our argument was, well, they paused payments, we're not going to pay it. Well, um, then we ended up pulling the Bursars records, like I said, and we found that twenty thousand. So it's
1: like we don't. So y'all didn't pay 20, know about 000. that. Y'all didn't know about that till recently.
2: No, no, we didn't know about that until maybe a, maybe two months ago or so, when she started saying she wanted us to pay it back now because we're making the good money, which is you know fair. So we pulled the Bursar's records and found that twenty thousand was refunded. So now it's like, well, hold on, you want twenty five, even though twenty thousand was refunded, and and that was something that he never knew about.
0: So so, f- long story short. She took out a $5,000 loan to pay, a parent plus loan to pay for his school. And they shook hands and said, I'll pay you back. And then she took out a $20,000 loan using his school loans and spent it on God knows what. And now she wants you guys to pay the full 25 back.
2: So she took out, so pretty much how it worked to my understanding is every time there was a bill due at the college there, it would say like your account balance is, $1,500. Fifteen hundred dollars, and again, I'm just using simple numbers sure. just for to keep it easy. Let's say the student bill said you owe fifteen hundred dollars on your account. Well, she would take out a loan for you know five thousand and pay the pay the bill, but then the remainder of it would get refunded back to her account. That's so, what I mean. So she happened. she took out yeah. a twenty
0: thousand dollar loan. But
1: what went to education was five
0: thousand
1: yeah. dollars. Well, yeah.
0: That's what I would pretty pay. much. And <laughs> yeah. here's how you have to look at this. She has, by her lack of integrity, and I don't want to talk bad about anybody's mom or, or mother in law, but this is, we're just calling a spade a spade. She has chosen to be a person who lacks integrity, which means she has severed the relationship. And she's turned this into a business transaction that she's trying to duct tape some weird morality to. You said, you said, you said. And yeah. your husband, her son, did say. And so. The ethical thing would have been to do, to take out a loan, what they said they were going to do, take out a loan to cover his educational expenses, which would have averaged out to, I mean, would have come to a, a, a total of $5,000. And the rest of the money that got refunded, you can send that money back. It's simple. It's a very simple exactly. process to put it back, give it back to the school and say, yep, we don't well, want this. Yep. And so she didn't do that. She had a slush fund of $20,000. And now the piper's the Piper's got to be paid. And so I, if if this isn't my, I, I always like to answer these, what I would do in this moment, I would sell what I have to sell. I'd go down to one car. I would do whatever I could to get $5,000 and write that check and call it good. And I may even attach the school bill to it. Mm-hmm. And
1: and have it highlighted. That's what I was going to say, as clear, clear documentation as, as, as possible to be able to say, here's where we feel good about this. Because yes, you, I said I would pay back the loan but I'm paying back the loan of money that was used for my school, not this money that's drifted off into mystery land, right? I mean, like, if he had taken that, lo- if he had taken some of that money and paid for his living expenses, right. paid for- yeah, then I would expect him to pay it back. But he didn't. He didn't use all $25,000. He used $5,000 of it. So, and there's a
0: fancy word for this. It's called fraud. She defrauded yeah. the government. I mean, she basically took, yeah. Or she stole from your son, one of the two. You can't do that. And by the way, it uh, happens all over the place with the, parents taking parent plus yes, loans out and spending that I money. Know.
1: Is there a lot of, mm-hmm. um, like, is she angry about it? Like what's her like emotional bent towards this? I'm just curious. Um, if she can be reasoned just, with, like, can she be reasoned with? No, not really. Um, I would say
2: from what we've gathered and, and what she's told us, so this isn't completely skeptical but from what we've gathered is that she was trying to purchase a home and I I think again it's a little skeptical but not completely we think she's pretty like has an urgency to get it paid off so that her credit is in a better place to buy a home that's why well she she should have thought of that before
0: she defrauded the government and stole from her son here's the deal there's no way this happens without a fight or without her saying mean things about you guys or whatever at the end of the day, she has chosen to be an unethical mother to her son, quite honestly. and really sad. So the fight has begun. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to keep your head held high. You're going to be a person of dignity and respect. You're going to do what you said you were going to do, and you're moving on because this relationship
3: is severed. I hate that for y'all. We'll be right back. You've been Gazelle Intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed, and now...
0: We are back. This is The Ramsey Show. We're talking about money, your mental and emotional health, your work, whatever you got going on in your life. 888-825-5225. I'm John Deloney, joined by my good friend, Rachel Cruz. Life well? Life good?
1: Yeah, it is. Going out with the sister-in-laws this weekend.
0: It's a brave move.
1: Yeah. We, no, <laughs> I like them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was actually friends with my sister-in-law before Winston we and I dated. Oh, that's so So she's coming town. Yeah. We're hanging out for the weekend. That's, that's very cool. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, John, one of the things, I would say things, pushbacks that I always get, specifically on social media, I'll kind of like make it that umbrella um, of anything we teach, anything, any money content that I put out there. The number one pushback that I always get is when I tell couples to share bank accounts. So when I talk about combining your money, being one, all this, I mean, eight, people come out of the woodwork mad at me. And then I saw, an Instagram reel of a pretty well-known person. We're not going to give him a shout out, but he was saying, no, you should have separate accounts. And then he got all this backlash probably from Ramsey people. I was like, no, it's the worst advice. You need one account. So there's all this conflicting advice out there, perspectives, all of it. But I mean, I stand pretty, pretty strong on this.
0: I remember us, I think we were out at days. We were having a conversation and I remember thinking, so you'll share a bed you will share genetics and make humans, make kids. You'll share legal transactions like buying a house and buying cars. Everything, yeah. But not that, that seems like a strange th- place to draw the line. And I get it feels like it's this pseudo safety, right? It's like people like me who are kind of mini preppers who, are like, I got my, 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 I got mine my, over here. <laughs> my beans stored up in the basement. Like, that's going to protect you, right? Um, I honestly, it's one of the few things that I, I, Outside of uh, an abusive relationship, if you've had an abusive past where sure. somebody like I get wanting to protect yours, I get that. That's one of the few things, Rachel, that I've tried to wrap my head around, and I just can't. I don't understand the 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 hate you get for telling people you got to split up your banking. Mean, I mean, you got to share your banking.
1: Yeah, because I think one of the biggest motivators is fear of divorce. What right? What if he leaves? What if you want to leave and you don't? You can't have any money. I mean, it's a lot of that rhetoric. That's part of this. There's that. And then there's this like independent, oh, I have my own thing. It feels good to make my own money, be responsible for myself. There's like an independent side as well. Like, Which is these great, are the but two- then don't
0: get married. <laughs> right. On both of those. Because getting married is a decision to not be independent anymore, but to create a new entity together, yes. right? Uh Two becomes one, like to create a new path forward in the world that you were once all by yourself and now... We are forever joined as a gang.
1: Totally. So talk about that because I think there's one element to me that you know people are like. Well, we fight all the time when we share accounts, but when we've separated them, um, we don't fight anymore because we don't have to talk about it. And I'm like,
0: that's like saying, well, yeah, you're avo- You're literally like saying, avoiding
1: the biggest fight that you I'm need to have. I'm anxious
0: unless I drink a whole lot, and then I just feel better, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Like, yes. Well. That so, works, I guess, until it doesn't.
1: That avoidance, I'm like, yeah, yeah. On the surface, sure, but then you're sweeping under the real issues of why you don't want to share your own account. And then, do you think that habit of, oh, we don't have to talk about it, we're going to avoid it, that that seeps into other areas of marriage, not just money? I, does it become a hat? Does it become
0: a? I think it. I idea? think it's I think it reveals. I am hanging on to either a tiny little corner of this person I used to be. I am. I've got a fantasy that I'm gonna oh I'm just gonna be me, but we're just gonna be married now. I I think it is not going all in, and I think it I think that's just one of those things that reveals it because yeah. if somebody says um, I refuse to share a bed with the person I just married, people would be like, you're weird, right? I mean, right. that just doesn't make any sense, right? Um, unless they snore a lot, and then God bless you, go to another room, get a
1: like, machine, for,
0: yeah. But but like. There's these other things. Like I'm not ever putting my spouse on my card. That's just weird, right? Or my house. Right, no, that's right. weird. But this is the one that we're all like, yeah, you go, right? So I get it. But it, here's the deal. It's pseudo autonomy. It's not real. Yeah. Because if you get divorced, the, the judge is going to split it up, right? And it, it it's just not real. Yes. Unless, again... You are... You, There's abuse or
1: addiction or... Right. Thing, you know There's what I mean? Like, and it's you're been... trying to
0: protect yourself. Yes. Yes. And you have to create an off-ramp.
1: Yep. Somebody... Yep.
0: It's kind of like the last call. Somebody else has already breached, broken that relationship. Right. And now you're trying to stay alive. That's a yes. different thing. But if you're going all in to be married, you got to go all in.
1: Yeah. And then I'm like... I literally was thinking about this. I was like, okay. So, before kids, I guess tactically... It could be somewhat like, okay, yeah, you get these bills. That, but then you get the kids. I mean, I just know for us, like Amelia's starting soccer and I have to buy uniforms. So I'd be like, well, you buy them. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: I buy like you buy them. Yeah. Like who, who
1: who does the zoo membership? You know what I'm saying? Like how do you, I don't understand tactically how you live out life. So on a tactical sense, you guys, it's so much easier to function out of one account on a very tactical, high level surface reason. It's like, yeah, we're all working out of the same pot so we can figure out, okay, where's our money going? We're getting out of debt. We're putting this money here. It's easy there. And then what ends up happening out of that is like, yeah, we end up talking about life. We end up actually having to trust each other. We end up having to talk. We end up having to fight. Mm -hmm. Like,
0: that's all good. Have hard disagreements. Yes, because you're all iron sharpens iron towards a common mission, a common goal.
1: Because too, John, I think I've heard people say like, oh yeah, well, we don't fight or we avoid fighting or the con like people, people that avoid conflict, specifically in marriage, probably in life. Talk to, like, talk to America about this because you're just, you're, you're <laughs> going to communicate this. But, like, you just lose the depth and the richness of marriage if you just are in constant avoidance, right? And it's going to come out sideways one way or the other. But but actually, like, having conflict and fighting, and, and I'm not saying being hurtful right. to your spouse and name call, right? Like, but being able to have conflict, healthy conflict is really important for a marriage.
0: Beneath conflict is this idea that I have enough value that I can say out loud what I need and what I want. And when I say out loud what I need and what I want and I'm married or I'm dating somebody seriously, I've just entered into a risky proposition because the other person who I love and I've dedicated my life mm-hmm. to might say no. Yep. And so instead of heading into those murky waters, we just hedge our bets. And I ask people to read my mind. I ask my wife to just imagine what I want for dinner instead of saying, hey, I can't do another pasta dish because I've got gas. So, like, I we need to do something else, right? And so I just don't say anything. And then I get home, and my wife has been working her butt off all day for this amazing pasta dish. And my first thought is, Ugh, right? Mm-hmm. I've just created conflict because I didn't express my needs out loud because I was scared of rejection. The rejection, right? Of the other side of this thing. So I just hedge it. And so everyone has to know this: conflict delayed is conflict amplified. Anytime I choose to squash what I feel, squash what I need, squash what is true, it will show up and it will have been lit on fire. Mm -hmm. And so you can deal with it in the moment, in the present, um, or you can avoid it and it will show up in the weirdest places. And by the way, if you pay the light bill and I pay the water bill and you pay the rent, but I pay the car insurance, just wait till somebody takes too long of a shower and it's like, hey, I pay that bill, <laughs> yeah, and now you've yeah. created division in your house. Being married is hard enough. Right, right. Don't create extra barriers towards connection, right? Yes,
1: and on the financial side, I'm like, to win long-term, and to truly have this level of peace that we talk a lot about on the show, and to say, okay, yeah, we have goals for our marriage and for our life. We want this and that and that. Running on two separate tracks, it's really hard to get there, to go in the same. It's much easier to be like, we're going to jump on the same road. And go down the same path together. And think about
0: what we don't do. Think about like a business. You have a marketing department, you have a sales department, and you have the building maintenance department. All two of these apartments don't look at the other one and say, hey, you got the phone bill, we'll get the this bill, we'll get the this bill. There is a common pot that pays the bills, right? Yep, Everybody yep. puts into this thing. We do it in our business, but yep. we we just think we're magic and the rules don't apply at home. They totally. just do. Yes. I want couples who decide, hey, we're going all in. Go all in. Yep. Go all in. And if it you get burned, somebody hurts you, somebody cheats on you, whatever, and it doesn't work, know that you went all in, not that you hedged and didn't study for the exam and you got a D on it. And you're like, well, I didn't study. Yep. Study. Risk, worth the work. Yeah. Risk studying really hard and getting a D. Because you probably won't. Yep. You probably won't.
1: Which is a scary conversation for those of you that may have separate accounts and you're listening to this and you're thinking, gosh, I really do. I want to be.
0: Try it for 90 days. Try it for 90 days and risk the hard conversations y'all are going to have to have in order to join those accounts. It will be worth it in the long run. Or it will reveal that your relationship has bigger issues than y'all are willing to talk about. And that's normal. That's normal. That's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to marriage. This is the Ramsey show. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls on your life, your relationships, your money, your work, whatever you got going on. 888-825-5225. It's 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Lynn in the 512 there in Austin, Texas. What's up, Lynn?
4: Hi, John. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for taking my call.
0: You got it. What's up?
4: So my husband and I are trying to make the correct decision um, about our house. We are completely debt-free all the way through baby step seven, and we are growing out of our house. We hadn't planned on leaving our house for probably another year or so, but um, we have some family issues going on. Um, My family currently lives in our subdivision, and my father struggles with addiction, and it's been ongoing for a long time, and so my husband and I made the really tough decision of putting down some really strong boundaries because we're trying to change our family tree, and more ways than one, and so we've cut off communication. That being said, we feel the need to kind of push moving a little bit sooner than we had anticipated. Hey, Lynn, do you we care? We Lynn,
1: I'm sorry. Do you mind speaking directly into your
4: phone? Just so oh, we can yes, hear you. I'm sorry. Rachel. No, you're great. You're Seeing great. I just better. want to
1: make sure we can hear you. Yes, that's better. Thank you.
4: Yes, yes. Um, and so we were looking at a house that was priced um, about $200,000 lower than another house that was priced. My husband makes about 580000 a year, and we didn't know what to do. We felt bad going into debt at all, um, so we were contemplating staying put and just saving up cash, and we'll buy a house cash. That'll take us probably about a year to two years to get the house that, that we were planning on getting, or we can get the less expensive house, and if we financed anything at all, it would probably be somewhere between seventy-five to 90000 if even, and we think we might even be able to pay it off before we close, but not 100% sure. If we get the more expensive house, it would probably take us about two and a half to three years to pay it off. And we've worked really hard to become debt-free and we are just trying to do the right thing and just kind of change our family tree in so many ways. And we are just totally at a crossroads because the right thing feels like either we stay put and just suck it up with my family and just hope that We don't run into them. My son, you know, doesn't keep asking. Um, We just don't know what to do.
0: Mm. Um, I just need to tell you how proud of you I am. Because what you're doing is very, very hard. Yes, it is. Um, Like emotionally and relationally, that's just tough, man. How old are your kids?
4: Um, We have one son. He's about to be two. Oh, gee. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's tough, 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 tough. Um, Do you live... Is your father, in a way, that he would just show up at the house, knock on the door, yeah, that so kind Yeah, like so, sa-
1: like, safety issues that you're worried about, Lynn?
4: So, I would like to say no, but he has shown up before um, when he has gone off um, on, on one of his binges and shown up one time, and I was at home with my son by myself, and it scared me. It's the one time he's done it. I just don't know what he's capable of. I'd like to say that I think we're okay, but the truth is, I don't, I don't think that we will feel safe until we have more physical space from both of them because it's it's both of them. My mom is very codependent with him, and that's why we had to cut off communication from both of them, which was so hard because it's just it's just not healthy. It's sure. very toxic, and I feel like as a parent, I don't parent as well as I could when all of these things are going on. I just want to be the best parent and wife I can be, and sure. I can't be that when they're so close in proximity.
0: I I, I just applaud you for recognizing what you need and what your family needs and then being willing to make the hard, hard call that most people in your situation wouldn't have the courage to do what you're doing. That's incredible. So um, I've got a couple of principles that I live by. And so I'm going to put the principles out and I'm going to give you an idea. And then Rachel, I want you to tell me if this is crazy. Okay. (laughs) Principle number one is I don't let somebody else hurt my family. And so That is both physical, that is both show up in the middle of the night if I'm unsafe, right? That might be getting a relationship with the police. That might be moving, okay? That also means I'm not going to, to the best of my ability, I'm not going to put my family at risk financially either. And so I don't want to violate my principles in an an escape route unless I absolutely have to. I don't want to drive 110 miles an hour unless somebody's going to die if I don't do this. And so that's, that's, um, that's the first principle there. I want to hold my values. And for you and your family, one of your core values has been, we don't borrow money. We work too hard to get here. The second core value um, is I rarely ever, outside of significant abuse, I reject the either or thinking because when I box myself into an either or moment, I make a bad emotional decision. And so here's a third option. So your options are in your mind are we stay here and I can't breathe because I never know if that knock is coming on the door or if dad's just gonna barge in, or if my two year old's gonna be playing outside in the yard and whatever. Or we gotta go buy a house and we have to go through we weren't gonna move just yet, but we gotta do this, we gotta do this. A third option maybe we sell our house, ASAP. And we might do it with no sign in the yard. So we might even take a little bit less and get it sold. Tell the realtor, hey, we, want, we don't want to market this thing, but we want it just gone. And there in Austin, you'll get a good return on it. And we're going to rent for a year or two years. Okay. And we're going to give ourselves a chance to breathe. Because what I want you guys to do is to go towards something, not just sprint mm-hmm. away from something. Because you're gonna end up buying a house that you can't afford. You're gonna end up buying too small of a house, and within 18 months, your husband makes half a million dollars a year. You're gonna be so mad that you didn't buy the house that you actually wanted. Yeah. And you just find yourself in this little limbo. Right. So go right. rent a house. Y'all make so much money, you can rent a nice house. How much
1: can you sell your house for, Lynn? Today, do you think we can sell it for about four at four fifty? About four fifty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say is is my my caution around making such a big move, meaning selling something and buying a home, which is your two largest transactions that most people make in their lifetime. We're not talking about a, a used car here, right? I mean it's your, it's your home, it's your residence. And so to not let the high emotion and that urgency create a bad financial decision when there's another path, like John was saying, of just renting. Right. right. And and what that does, Lynn, is it is it lets you breathe from the safety of your home and that dysfunction that you were explaining to us because you have physical distance and that's going to give you peace as a mom with a two-year-old like I can only imagine just to be like I just need to sleep at night just to know the distance that we're in I think that's a really important factor in this I mean I really do Um, so I want that Mm -hmm. for you but then on the financial side I don't want you to rush into something that again is your largest purchase uh that again most people make in their lifetime with their primary residence so I don't want you rushing into that with this high emotion either so I think getting some space physically is going to help that distance and it's going to slow you guys down in the process because what I don't want Lynn is be like yes yeah, hurry get into the house that you think you might be able to cash flow the 75 to 90 and it's the less expensive house but it's working now go 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 and like John said you look up in 24 months and you're like man, we really wanted the other one and we could have had it and we have plenty of money and it could have been and we don't want to move, you know, like all of that. So the renting, I think, is a really, it it solves both issues for you guys to be able to save and continue to cash flow. The property that you really want and honestly, Lynn, too, I would say 12 months from now, who knows what, you know, what's up for Mm -hmm. sale too, right? So just giving you guys this patience that it's not this, this is my only thing or it's not.
0: And let's call this out. Moving is the worst
1: yeah it's gonna be terrible moving
0: with oh. a two-year-old super the worst <laughs> and it
4: is, it your is husband is makes half a million 90%. dollars and yeah. so do I' also an ego Buster too we rented for 10 years I know I know I know
0: gotta put the to ego aside, aside. So yeah it's like oh you are changing the ego your family makes tree you make bad The ego makes you do stupid things yeah. that's right that's right that's right every time and yeah. here, here's the thing your husband makes half a million dollars pay to, someone pay somebody <laughs> to do every Y'all just go say, we're going to Hawaii and we're back. Our crap better be moved to this house. Yeah, I would do it like that. And I'd pay the money and have it done. You're just in a, you're in a season of blessing right now. I would do that. And I would, I would, I love what you said, Rachel. This is like almost a nervous system move. We're going to create peace in our home. And then we're Mm going to start making some of these challenging decisions moving forward.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, Lynn, that you guys are going for it. But I echo what John said at the beginning. It's incredible. People that create boundaries, especially with family that's close. Like, that's so hard. It's so hard. So, well done. I applaud you guys. And
0: the story you will tell that you had to rent again, even with husband making a bajillion. It's just all part of the story that will be told with how you changed your family tree. It's amazing. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Hey, listen, paying off debt is smart and saving and investing is smart, but there's one key to winning with money that people overlook all the time, and that's protecting your finances from emergencies. Rachel, nobody likes to pay for insurance, but... Insurance saves the day. Always. There's 10 kinds of insurance coverage you might need based on what your life looks like today. So we've built a tool called the coverage checkup to show you what types you need to add, drop, or adjust. We'll even rank your coverage list by importance and tell you, hey, you got to do this one right now. And we're going to email it to you and connect you with Ramsey Trusted Insurance Providers so you can get your plan in place fast. And Rachel, here's what's important about these kind of ads. We all use this stuff too. This is what we oh, yeah. do in our homes, right? So this yep. isn't us just shilling something out there. That's right. This is what keeps our family safe as well. Yeah. Right? So whether
1: it's umbrella policies, life insurance, car insurance, auto, I mean all of it. It's uh it's so important. And like you said, I I'm such a spender, so when I see chunks of money just leaving and I don't see it, whether it's even investing and I'm like, I know sixty year old Rachel will be very happy, but Right now, I'm like, well, bye. I what now, Rachel? I, I can like do some stuff with that. Or a lot of our insurance is quarterly. I don't know how you and Sheila have your setup. And so like this month was one and it was like in our every dollar budget. And I see the amount we pay and I'm like, Burr. but then our roof, something happened because there was a hailstorm and all this stuff. Hey, we got to, check to fix the roof and i'm like well that's kind of nice do ours <laughs> on
0: the annual plan and it hurts it's not fun, it's a not hurt fun. Month. i know but, but then also, when stuff
1: happens you're like well
0: not to bring down a room but <laughs> i've sat with too many
1: oh yes widows the mm-hmm. who have
0: lost their husband They look at and there's a it's just a hollow look and they mm. say what do i do now right yep. so future well, I, john that you know god forbid something happened to my family yep is going to be really grateful that we do this. So, listen, visit RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. It's RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. Don't let an emergency sneak up on you. Just be ready. Be ready and have peace. All right, let's go out to Will in the ATL and see what's up. What's up, Will? Hey, how are y'all? We're partying, man. What are you up to?
5: Um, okay. So I just had a few questions kind of on the same topic and I just kind of wanted to get your advice on them. Um, so I'm 18 and I have just recently opened a Roth IRA. Um, and I just kind of wanted to get y'all's opinion on like, how much should I put in there right now? How much should I be saving for an engagement ring that I'm possibly going to be buying in the next year? Or for a down payment on a house or things like that. Like where should the focus of my finances be going towards?
1: Dang, eighteen, Will, I got a lot going on. So are you uh I was
5: trying to get somebody to date me
0: at eighteen? I know. You... <laughs> Buying a Roth IRA. Who are you, man? You're like you're like
5: AI, Will. You're not even real. <laughs> so okay. my Will, parents our, did our, financial piece and all that stuff oh. so there I, I grew up under a good house and, right. hey there's right.
1: yeah 18 year old rules doing great okay well are you doing college are you in are you working full-time what's your status
5: no okay so i didn't go to college i graduated um high school and now i'm working as a superintendent for a contracting company
1: okay and so that's that's for the foreseeable future that's what you'll be doing Yes. Great. And how much do you make a year?
5: Um, about 40 before taxes.
1: Okay, great. So I'll start with the engagement ring. Um, we always recommend about a month's worth of salary to spend on an engagement ring. So uh, that's kind of the, that's the rule of thumb. So I'd, I'd have that number in in your head to say, okay, that kind of feels, that feels okay. right. Uh, and then I would walk you through the baby steps right now saving for a house, Uh, it sounds like you have a lot of life transitions possibly coming in the next two, three years of your life. So buying a house right now, I think would be probably not the smartest investment just because the amount of change that could be occurring of maybe it's another job change or if you do get engaged and you're married and you guys move city, like, I mean, there's just a lot that can happen. So saving for a down payment right this moment, I probably wouldn't focus so much on but I would focus on an emergency fund. Do you just have cash in the bank?
5: Um, yes, and I already have a little money in my Roth IRA that I put in.
1: How much do you have, just liquid cash, that's in the
5: bank? Um, I have like 4500
1: 4, 4500 okay. And are you living at home?
5: Um, yes, but that's possibly in transition to moving with my brother.
1: Okay. Okay. Um
0: but that's still going to be paying just partial rent, right?
5: Yes, yes. Okay.
1: Okay, that's great. Yeah, so as long as that 4500 do you if you feel like is a good, you know, 3-month emergency fund for your season of life right now, then you can leave that. And then yeah, I mean I would I would put 15% of your income into that Roth. I I wouldn't worry about maxing it out. I would just worry about that 15% because also will you have so much time, right? Like I mean, you're you're fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't focus so much on just like oh my gosh you have to put everything away even though compound interest i get all of that but if you're putting 15 percent of your income at 18 years old you're going to be just fine so anything extra i would save and just a high yield savings accounts just for the big transitions coming up aka a ring possibly a what you know the wedding uh a down payment on a home all of that that's kind of where i would be focused on if i were if i was 18 that would be my goal
0: And I'm going to tell you something that everybody is going to, um, in your life that is around you, is going to tell you the opposite. Okay? And I'm right. Okay? So everyone else around you is going to give you dumb advice. This is the right advice. Are you ready? Yeah. I think it would be wise to spend your first year of marriage. Let's say you get married at 19. You get married at 20. I think it would be very wise for you all to spend the first year of your marriage renting someplace whether it's a small house or an apartment or whatever, putting the stress of home ownership on a 19 or 20 year old who's just in a first year of marriage is madness. You won't recognize you right now when you're 21, you'll be, you'll have had three to five years experience on a construction crew. You'll have a couple years of marriage. You'll be having kids or thinking about kids or thinking about going back to school I want you to be as, to you know, if you want to get married, get married. I'm not going to talk you out of that. That's between you and your future wife and your pastor and all that kind of stuff. But I want you to be as flexible as possible because life's going to be sideways and changing and moving and ups and down, all that stuff over the next three to five years. And so keep building. Keep You are way ahead of the game. Your biggest challenge is going to be not trying to dump too much jet fuel into a really great car that you have, and burning the engine up because, man, you are on a trajectory. Rachel said you're going to be just fine. I'll rephrase it: You're going to be stupid wealthy if you're already at 18, putting money in a Roth, already thinking about saving. You are so far ahead of the game you can't even you can't even understand it at 18. Um, so I want you to have as much joy in your life, and be flexible, and be learning, and learning, and learning, and working not stressing over a new roof or we need to fix this or we got to fix the bathroom all that kind yeah. of crap that comes with home ownership Does that so, fit? Is so that cool? again
1: well just 15 percent of your income into that roth and then anything extra you have just put away for savings because there's going to be expenses coming up in the future and waiting a year after you guys get married to actually purchase a home like john said
0: all right let's go out to eric in chai in chicago what's up eric
2: Oh, hey how you guys, doing? Hey,
0: uh, we're right up against the clock, so it goes as fast as you can.
2: Okay, I'm cons- we're on baby step two, and I'm considering pausing my 401k contributions
0: and using that money to yes. pay down the debt even faster.
1: Correct, Eric. The yes, end. ding, ding, ding. That is the correct answer.
0: Pay it off, pay it off, pay it off, pay it off, pay it off. Yeah,
1: so that's the one. One of the things that people cringe at some of our advice honestly it's one of the things like wait what pause investing yes pause investing and throw that extra money eric just like you said to get out of debt that much faster and then you can press play on that debt so eric uh how much how much debt do you guys have
4: um total about eighty thousand dollars
1: okay yes awesome
0: pause it all pause it all pause it all and pay that debt off as quickly as possible Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for the call, brother. Hey, that's the first hour in the books here. Way to go, Rachel. You're getting better at this.
1: Well done, John. You did did okay.
0: Keep working, and you're going to become a radio sensation. Hey, this is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.